we're going to speak to Dolphins assistant coach and will be soon the head coach, Christian Wolf, there at the Dolphins from 2025, of course, he takes over as head coach with Wayne Bennett going, well, who knows where? Uh, but uh, that was the deal that was done with the fledgling f- franchise or club there, the Dolphins in the NRL. So Christian Wolf, so well credentialed, so much success over in the Super League and the Dolphins, nine wins, 15 losses. How many of us thought they were going to win nine games last year? No. Anyone who put your hand up, you're a liar. No. <laughs> or Wayne Bennett might have. I think I had them around five games or something. They, mm. if, I think if they won five or six games, I would have thought that's an enormous season. But to win nine, Unbelievable, yeah. that's, that's a magnificent start. But there's more expectation on them this year. Is their squad better this year? Internally, most definitely. Yeah. And they've had another 12 months together. Yeah. Three it, big signings. Farnworth, Flegler, and Jake Avarillo has been a you know very capable player there at the Dogs, and he he will uh, add something there at the Dolphins. But like Tom Gilbert wasn't there for a good chunk of the year, Loz, and we know how highly regarded he is. Oh, their forward pack is very strong and experienced, and they won't be getting out muscle. But again, you've got to keep them on the park. I think. Kafusi spent some time on the sideline where they desperately needed him mm. at stages there last year. Can they make um, the eight loss? Are they that good? They can make the eight, yeah. You reckon their squad's good at that good? Yeah, I think they can. I think I think a lot of things are going to have to go right. I mm. think they have to keep their majority of the squad on the field. Mm. But when you look at they won nine games, well, well, put it this way. I think you got to win 13 games to make finals. Yep. So they they won nine last year. All right, so they got to find four games somewhere. Did they overachieve last year? Well, though? that's the other thing. They might have overachieved, mm. I think, mm. but that's externally. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm oh, thinking I've... that internally. They, they that was their expectation, I yeah, suppose. Maybe. I, I don't know. And yep. this year it probably would be finals, but I think they'll be challenging for finals this year. I think that all Queensland teams will be. I mean, otherwise you think you're going backwards. Because to, to me, it just looks a stronger squad. Yeah. So if, you, if, if it looks a stronger squad, you won nine games last year, surely your aim is to try to and add another yeah, three sure. or four to that. Now, for whether sure. that's enough then to get you in the finals, I don't know. But I think you need 13 to get yourself into a final series. Mm. Well, eighth this year was, was thirteen that? and eleven, which is your Raiders. Yeah, the so, last so thirteen. So thirteen, say the magical number. Yeah. So they're going to they're going to find four games, and with that squad, you would think it's a better squad than last year. They can definitely yeah. win those four games that's I th- required. I think the other thing that was awesome to watch last season was the way they played as well. Like it was exciting footy. Mm. You, you wanted to turn the it was on TV, and I'm sure for you know going and watching it would have been the same. Mm. They were one of the teams that you wanted them on TV. I, w- I wish they had mm. more televised games. I wanted to watch them because of their style of footy. Mm. Well, it's great to have him on. Uh, and by the way, the Dolphins round one against the Cowboys at Suncorp Sunday, March ten. Their first trials against the Titans on the sunny coast on Feb eighteen. Their assistant coach Christian Wolf joins us. Christian, a very good morning. How are you? Good morning, men. I'm well, thank you. Can only imagine thinking back 12 months ago when you're just cobbling blokes together, introducing <laughs> them to each other, how different this preseason must be to last. Yeah, you're right there. It, um, it's fairly different. And you know, Last year was a bit of a whirlwind, really, when you, when you sort of think back. Um, 
So we all sort of came together and, and like you said, we didn't really know each other and you're all trying to figure out a little bit about each other as well as trying to figure out how we wanted to play. And uh, it, was a, it was a hectic pre-season when I sort of reflect back. And you know, this year has been very different. And, and for that reason, we feel like we're a, a fair way ahead of where we were this time last year because we've got a base and there's a bit of an understanding of you know, who we are as a team and, and who each other are and how we want to do things. So... Um, you know, we're pretty happy with, with where we're sitting at the moment and you know, certainly a bit different to where it was last year. Christian, I was just asking Loz the same question. From within the group, did, did you meet all expectations last year from within? Did you overachieve? Or is that what you know the talk was going into the start of the season, as, uh, as different as it was with everyone coming together? Did you, do you think the result last season is a fair indication of where you guys were at? Yeah, look, I definitely don't think we overachieved. We, um, yeah, we knew through the pre-season that, that we'd worked really hard and we'd come together really well as a group. We yeah, could okay. see that. And, yeah, we were, uh, uh, yeah, we were happy with how we started, but yeah, that wasn't a complete surprise to us either. We, mm. we played how we expected to play and you know, how we'd seen the blokes perform through pre-season. So yeah, we're, we're very disappointed with the way we fell away at the back end and there's a number of reasons for that. You know, our depth certainly got tested and we were very young at times and very young across particular positions as well. But, um, you know, beside all that, we were disappointed with the way we fell away and we think we've got a lot of improvement in us this year. And uh, like I said before, I think we're a little bit ahead of where we were this time last year as well. I was just fascinated, Christian, just to see how the coaching came together, you and Wayne. Was there something that you learned about Wayne that you didn't previously know? Are you similar... You know, personalities behind closed doors. Are you completely different? Have you got same philosophies on the game? How did, how did the dynamic all work? Oh, look, it's a pretty easy one with Wayne. He's nice and straightforward, and he tells you what he wants. And you know, there's not many grey areas or no grey areas at all. So yeah, you know, that all makes it pretty easy. And uh, you know, he's easy to get along with and easy to work with. So he uh, he certainly gives myself and Nathan Fien you know, plenty of role and plenty of say, which we appreciate. And um, yeah, in terms of similarities and similar philosophy and that kind of thing, I, I think we do have some similarities there. And yeah, before we um, yeah, before we, we sort of decided, or before he decided that he was going to uh, give us a ring, and before I decided I was going to come up here, we, we certainly had plenty of discussions to make sure that was the case. So uh, it's been great. You know, I've enjoyed working with him. He's easy to work with, and um, yeah, that's. Uh, that's something I'm enjoying again this year. With the addition of Herbie Farnworth, Todd Flegler to your team, I think expectation has risen. And how do you handle that expectation? Because, you know, we, we were speaking about it only a couple of minutes ago. You've certainly got a squad there now that can play finals footy. I think with that expectation comes a bit of excitement and, you know, and our potential as well. And you're right with those two blokes. You know, Tom Flagg was outstanding. I, I love what he's brought to our team already. And uh, he's tough. He's no nonsense. He wants to work hard. He's got a good country sort of values. So he, he's been great for us. And so too is Herbie. Herbie's you know, he's just a touch of class, Herbie. You can see you know, how big he is and how athletic he is and how well he moves. And you know, those two blokes are going to be great inclusions. But you know, other guys like Jake Avarillo, you know, he's got a real touch of class about him as well. And uh, yeah, younger guys, Oren Keeley, uh, as well as the young guys that we had there last year that were doing their first sort of uh, stint as, as full-time footy players. They're all 
um, you know, improved off the back of last year and know what it's about a little bit more. So, um, you know, that expectation, as I said, brings a bit of excitement because we can see the potential that we've got and you know, it's up to us to work hard enough and bring things together so that we can reach that potential. Christian, tell us a bit about the evolution you're expecting and just the, the talent you see in Isaiah Katoa, your young half who's only about to turn 20 years of age, who was, Amazing. I know he was a schoolboy rugby superstar and, you know, played league as well. But, uh, you know, what do you see behind closed doors that we can expect, I guess, potentially even this season? Yeah, the thing that impresses me the most about Isaiah, he's obviously got, you know, for a young man, he's got an outstanding skill set. And, um, you know, and that's what we see on the field. But you know, the way he carries himself, uh, the maturity he shows, you know, the work ethic that he's got and desire to, to want to uh, be a better player and be the best player he can be. You know, that's the things that we see behind closed doors. And I've got no doubt he's going to be as successful as he wants to be because he's got all those attributes. And, um, you know, he, he's one of those blokes that when you finish training, he's out there wanting to do extras. He's wanting to do it with a bit of conviction and a bit of purpose. And uh, as I said, he's just got a real desire to be better. Um, as well as a humility and a, and a persona that uh, really suits his position and, and suits his standing within the game. So he's a great bloke to be involved with. He's a great bloke to have in our squad. What sort of positions across the board do you see as the most hotly contested selection-wise heading towards round one? It's funny, we were only discussing this yesterday, uh, to be honest with you, as a, as a bit of a staff, and you just sort of have those um, casual sort of conversations about you know, what a team might look like in round one. And you know, if we go through our forward pack, and I think our forward pack is probably going to be the most hotly contested just because of the you know, the bit of quality that's there as well as the numbers of that quality. And um, there's, a, there's a number of really good experienced footy players that you know, are, are going to be in a real battle to, to make a, a round one team there. And uh, we've got four blokes that are all going really well around the, the six, six and seven positions. And... Yeah, that's a great little contest to sort of watch it unfolding. And um, you know, we, we, when I mentioned those those couple of outside backs that we've brought in before that give us a real touch of class in Herbie and Jake, and we certainly can't discount uh, you know, guys like Tessie New, who's, who's been really impressive through the preseason and really shown that he's up for the contest and wants to be there round one. And you know, young guys like Jack Bostock, who uh, have really improved as well. So... Now, as I said, that bit of expectation comes with some excitement because we can see the competition that's in the group too. How's Tommy Gilbert, mate, after he set back last year? How's he coming along? Yeah, coming along really well. And it's easy to forget sometimes with a bloke like Tommy that he had a long period out. He's missed a lot of footy over the last few months. And because he's got such a a relentless sort of work ethic and a a relentless drive in how motivated and energetic he is for every training session. As I said, you can you sort of easily forget what he's had to go through the last six months. So um, he's come back and, and sort of joined into the group uh, basically like he never left. He's, uh, he's thrown himself around. He's trying to lead the conditioning. He's trying to lead the aggression in defence and um, you know, doing what he does best. Well, I think that's one of the keys when I look at your team, Christian, and listening to the way that you talk about some of these players is that all your leaders and your experienced players are competitors. So they bring that to the game and they also bring it to training, which therefore lifts the overall standard and in particular with the young guys coming through. So I, I, 
which very, you know, you'd like to think it happens at a lot of football clubs, but it just doesn't necessarily happen like that at times. No, you're right. I think Wayne was really smart there in you know, the, the the people that he recruited, I suppose, in the early um, you know, the early parts of the club being put together and you know, guys like Felice Cafusi, the two Bromwiches, Mark Nichols, you know, they've been our leadership group for the last 12 months and you know, they're, um, they're all really good players in their own right, but they're also really good people and you know, great examples for young footballers coming through in terms of how to prepare and how to be a professional footy player, but how do you ca- how to carry yourself around that as well? And uh, yeah, they've sort of set the tone for you know, what sort of person and what we want the club to be like, and and uh, who we want involved in the club. And you know, as I said, they've been great examples for you know, a young guy like a Tom Gilbert coming through, who's uh, still only a young man and, and obviously got enormous potential on the field and off the field. But you know, he couldn't have a better example. Uh, in front of him than a guy like uh, Jesse Bromwich and what he's done in the game. So, uh, uh, as I said, I think Wayne's been really smart in what he's done there. On that one, Christian, what would you like to see happen with Wayne moving forward then? Would you love to see him stay a part of the club in, in some sort of way or do you think he'll he'll find another rose? I feel like every week there's there's a conversation of what's next for, for Wayne Bennett. Um, everyone, I'm sure, would love to have him a part of their team. Uh, what would you like to see happen at the Dolphins? Yeah, look, I, I can't give you any insight there into what might be going through Wayne's mind. Only he knows that. But um, uh, yeah, look, from my point of view, we, I'd love to see him hang around. And uh, you know, he's he's great to talk footy with. He's obviously um, so experienced and done so many things in the game as a coach. And uh, you know, his influence and his uh, having someone like him to lean on at different times. Um, you know, and, and every situation you're going to find yourself in he would have experienced it at some stage. So if he, if he is, or if we are able to keep him around the club and keep him in some capacity, I know that's something that I'd appreciate and all the other staff would, but uh, I think there's also still a bit of a desire to, to keep coaching. So um, mm. yeah, where, where, where that is or how he uh, fulfills that desire, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I don't know whether I was blown away, but I was certainly very impressed, Christian, with the improvement and the development of Hemiso. And um, I just thought he had a tremendous year and capped it off with being selected for Australia at the end of the year. And he, he played State of Origin and was one of Queensland's best. Is he your number one or will you see the trials and see where he best fits your system? Will we see him in the centres or do you think he's a lock for the, the fullback role this year? Oh, look, he's, he's our one. Um, there's no doubts there and... Um, you know, we seen we thought that way last year, and we've seen his potential there last year, and you know, particularly the first half of the season. I thought he was one of the best players, and one, certainly one of the most exciting players in the competition. And like the team, and you know, as a result of the team, he probably fell away a little bit at the back end of the year. Um, but you know, his excitement didn't change, and, and his ability didn't change. And he's, uh, yeah, as I said, we, we certainly see him as our one, and. Yeah, his his um his improvement last year, I I think, um, yeah, it probably comes down to just being given a bit bit of opportunity to do that as well. And you know, we we gave him the number one role. We gave him that opportunity to settle into that and sort of make it his own and 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 play the way that he wanted to play as well. And he rewarded that back with his performances. So I think he's got a lot of improvement in him. You know, what impresses me about him is he's another guy that 
carries himself exceptionally well. He's a he's a terrific bloke to work with and to be around. And you know, that uh, that smile and that persona he's got that that you see on TV is exactly him every, you know, every day and uh, every time you're dealing with him. And he's also got a real desire to want to improve his game. And um, you know, I think he's got a lot of improvement in him. And I think he can be. Well, he's already elite, but I think he can be really elite in the competition. And uh, you know, he wants to do that as well. Christian, really appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy the season. No worries. Thank you for having me. Christian Wolf, Dolphins assistant coach and uh, very capable coach, certainly oh, head coach. More, yeah, more than more capable. Than capable. Yeah. Built and, an enormous CV at St. Helens, didn't he? Yeah, and he's and done some terrific things with Tonga as well. But he's been in the system as an assistant for a number of years. Then got an opportunity to go to St. Helens, had plenty of success over there. They raved about him. Um, and we see the rise of Tonga and the impact that he's had with mm. them has been very significant. So um, obviously the Dolphins were looking for someone or a combination to start their organisation. They knew that Wayne wasn't going to be there long term. They identified Christian. They got him involved and they're building nicely. And the other thing about the Dolphins is that you know they'll start, they've got that good pathway system in their own junior league. So they'll, be, they'll start to develop good kids. Um, so they're sitting on top of that, plus they're just building a squad nicely for well into the future. And you see the forward pack that they'll put out there on the paddock this year, they'll be tough to beat. $3.75 with Tab to make the top eight. Yeah. It's tempting. It is tempting. But you've just got to Um, find the teams to come out. Yeah, you've got to find value, obviously, as well. Um, You know, their, their halves are still... Not stable. But, you know, you've got O'Sullivan. You've got Nicarima. Is he going to be the, the guy? Is it going to be Katoa? Um, so, but they've certainly Anthony got Milford. Death. Anthony Milford's there. Um, so they're still unsure of who this... Well, from an outsider's point of view, I suppose it looks like they they could be unsure. Although O'Sullivan played really well. Um, but I, I have them winning more games. Now, whether that's enough to get them into the finals or not, I'm unsure, but I think they'll win more than nine. Tab will donate $200 to ovarian and gynecological cancer research every time a harness racing driver wearing teal pants for the Women Can charity wins a race across Tab States. Now, throughout February and March, harness racing drivers across Australia and New Zealand join Team Teal to wear specially designed teal pants to raise funds and awareness for the Women Can charity. Last year, the campaign nearly raised $200,000. This year, the campaign aims to increase the win tally to $250,000 in total. And you can donate now to the campaign at womencan.org.au. That's womencan.org.au. And if you are looking for a great night out, why not, why not head to Club Menangle this February? You can join us for an evening with the Big Sports Breakfast Saturday, February 17. Clubman Angles putting on an exciting night of live harness racing, fine dining, special guests from the sports and racing world as well. It's going to be a fun night, and it starts from 6 p.m. So that's Saturday, February 17. Tickets $99 or $90 for racing members. Just head to clubmanangle.com.au slash events. That's clubmanangle.com.au slash events to book your tickets. Premier League. Uh, these games this morning, one has concluded. West Ham managed to get a point in the end. They were down 
uh, for, well, nearly an hour of that game against Bournemouth. But Ward Prowse scored from the penalty spot in the 61st minute. So 1-1 West Ham and Bournemouth. And Manchester United still leading 2-0 against Wolves into the second half at Molyneux there. 65 minutes gone in that match this morning. Uh, we've got Michael Maxworthy to give us some Queensland mail uh, shortly. Uh, but part, we've got a game of cricket this afternoon. We're back in the, uh, what do we call them? The pyjama mm, colours, the, the colours, colours, the yellows. The Aussies up against the West Indies. I think yellow. MCG and the market has Australia extremely short, $1.13 with Tab. The Windies, their confidence will be up. Aussies fancy another upset. They're $6 with Tab. Uh, we may well see, in fact, it's been you know pretty well reported that Lance Morris and Xavier Bartlett as well, who's he's a Queenslander, isn't he? I'm pretty sure. He's, uh, they're set to make their debuts for Australia in one day internationals this afternoon and in the most wickets market. Zampa's four dollars twenty, uh, Bartlett four fifty, Morris and Sean Abbott at five dollars in your high bat market. Travis Head at the top of the order, uh, top of the well, he's opening the batting, opening, isn't he? Yep. Four dollars, yep. Marnus Labuschagne four dollars fifty, along with Steve Smith, Matthew Short at five, Fraser McGurk, Josh Inglis both at six. Of course, we uh, yet to get confirmation of the eleven, but if you did have a bet and your player's not in the eleven, you will get it refunded. Uh, but uh, who do you fancy? Who's going to get the runs this afternoon for the Aussies? After getting a king pair, I think Ooh. Travis Head. You'd have to put your faith in Travis Head again, wouldn't you? Is Mitch Marsh opening the batting? Apparently so. If I... he's opening the batting, lock him in for 100. Why is he not in the market? Full of confidence. I'm saying Mitch Marsh, traders here. if he's playing, on. he's going to be the highest run scorer and Australia are going to win. Maybe he's not playing. I, I haven't yeah. seen... I saw the squad announced, um, but I didn't see the 11. Um, yeah. If he's not playing, then... Uh, he might still Travis be... said, I think Travis, I think Hedy will get 60. I don't think he'll be the, I don't think he'll be the highest. Smitty's captain as well. Smitty's batting at four, though. Nuts. Someone in the top three. Cameron Green will bat at three. He could make some runs. He's due as well. He could make a big score. I reckon it'll be someone, if it's not one of the two openers, number three. Someone in the top three for Australia. Yeah, he's not, he's not in the team. He's Mitch Marsh is out. Yeah. So Mitch Marsh is out. It's got the likely Australian team. Head, Inglis, Green, Smith, Marnus, Hardy, Short, Abbott, Bartlett, Zampa, Morris. Okay, Cameron Green. Highest run scorer. And Australia to win. Cameron Green, highest run yep. scorer. Okay. He might get his first ODI 100. Well, let's do a little same game multi then. Australia to win. High bat, Cameron Green, uh, who's paying $8. There you go. Batting a three. That is a, you know, I like it, pup. There you go. Get on him. Oh, why can't he combine that? Anyway, just take Cameron Green, $8. Yeah. High bat. Cha-ching. Beautiful. Come on. So that's this afternoon. Socceroos will be all right. Well, Loz, you, you, you've Ooh. found out that there's unrest in the South Korean camp for yes. the Asian Cup quarterfinal yeah. tomorrow morning. Yep, unrest. Uh, you've got contacts in Seoul that I've you've got, been I've, cultivating. I get mail all around the world, yep. mate. It does know everyone. So, Good. Um, yeah, they're not all happy campers, okay. little South Koreans. So okay. Australia to win that game. What about India-England test match? Who's winning? India. Yeah. I've talked to England up, but I, I've, okay. even without Jadeja and KL Rahul. Oh, and on. no Virat Kohli. And no Virat Kohli. No, no, they got another winning. spinner in? Oh, mate, they've got 1,000. Oh, you don't have 1,000. Yeah, take your pick. Do we know who, take who your that pick. could be? Whoever you want. Um, they should, you know they should pick. Kuldeep Yadav. Cool deep Left Yadav. arm wrist oh, spinner. Yeah. 
doesn't play test cricket for ages. Plays there one day as in T20s. Very good. They should pick him in test cricket. I like him. They've got a blo- yeah. that, great wrong Axar Patel, they've got He playing. plays. Left arm author. Mate, he's a better batsman than a bo- He's a decent Oh, he smacks it with the bat. He averages 37 with the bat. Uh, what did I say, mate? Left arm orthodox in those conditions. Very, very tough to play. You don't have to be a great spinner. you just got to hit an area and allow natural variation. You can take wickets in those conditions. He's good. He's a good, Yeah, he's all-rounder. Yeah. He smacks it with the bat. Yeah. Tell you what I did see yesterday. Was this only trying trying to sort of put the media off? Tell but me. But they showed Joe Root batting in Left-handed? the Left-handed? Yes. <laughs> no, he's doing what David Warner used to do. David Warner was a left-hander, but if he batted right-handed in the nets, you wouldn't know that he was a left-hander. So he might just be practicing for uh, playing a lot of reverse sweeps and sweeps. And Ollie Pope did that and made 190. So I think a lot of the batsmen now will look at that innings from Ollie Pope and say, right, we're going to try and copy that. We're going to try and play like that. But you've got it. Yeah, Joe Root can play it. He's got a very good reverse sweep. Um, So maybe that's just how he... Practices, practices that. the reverse right. Rather than changing every single delivery in the net, yep. you just face up that way, which right. makes a lot of sense. Yep. Thank you, Chang. No, I didn't know. Mm, Someone had posted that. Root no. facing all these balls, think, batting left-handed. I, don't, I can't imagine him facing up as a left-hander. Yeah. I, I, that would, well, never say never. Yeah. So if, he's just if, practicing his reverse. I think that's what he would be doing. Davey Warner used to do it like that all the time. Yeah. Thank you, Chang from Robertson. Yes, Marsh has been rested on yes. the text line. Loz, uh, just before we go to Maxi, your multi is open. It's popular. It's your first one at 2024, and you're playing at Rose Hill Gardens yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, both races tomorrow at Rose Hill. Race five, number three, Celerity to run top two, Mido. And then we have to wait till race eight, number seven, Salt Coats, to run top two as well. And that's paying $6 if you want to be a part of our BSB multi. And it's going quick. As you said, always very, very popular. <laughs> tap app. Tap website. Out of retirement. Well done. <laughs> Welcome back. Click Loz. on sports and today's offers and you'll see the big sports breakfast best, Loz's multi. He's opening multi. And uh, he's, not, uh, he's not opening like Jeffrey Boycott. He's he's David Warner this morning. He's hitting them. He's, yeah, he's high strike hard, rate. He's not a blocker. No. He sort of your your multi's a bit like the way you played footy. You hit or miss as in no, no, no not the well, about, easy tiger. I was talking about the batting, the, oh, the, the, the opening the batting, <laughs> and then you snuck that in. <laughs> I was going to say it's like his footy, like he he's stri- he's on the front foot. Oh, he's mate. aggressive. Score the occasional try. Just no goal kicking. No, no you're never no, no, going to no, no. kick another goal ever. Yeah, I can't believe they ever gave you a kick. No, just Can I give him the ball. Again, let him run. Let him pass. Yeah, I was never a let him step. Let him was. tackle, but not. Don't get. Let him kick. Your kicking was actually worse than my bowling. <laughs> yeah, and my bowling was horrible. But my best kick, I could land them. A bit like my golf shot. No, I can, I can get. I can land a good golf shot. But I'm very unreliable. But if I get hold of the ball, good kick, it will suck. So I can, ta- sorry, I can I'm talking kick. about your place kick. Your yeah, yeah, place yeah, kick. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, horrendous. No, nah, out of ten. No, but I, I got some goals. Kick goals. Fluke. Yep. <laughs> but I would honestly, if <laughs> I got murder hold of it, it, I could I could kick it fifty, 50. out. Yeah, okay. from the sideline. Well, maybe that's what you you should have done that. When it was like when everyone else thought mm. this would be a miracle if you get it, let you take yeah, that, that kick. That's exactly but right. the one right in front, yeah. nah, give it to someone else. No, nah, it was terrible. 
I was hopeful. It was windy that day that I watched. We'll hit the corner post, the one in front, in my origin debut. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was windy, mate. Oh, it was really windy. Uh, Michael Maxworthy from Sky Racing. Good morning to you, Maxi. How are you? Morning, Jared. Morning, guys. Uh, I can tell you here in Brisbane, we've got a, a fantastic day getting ready for Eagle Farm tomorrow. Plenty of blue skies overhead. Uh, temperature not too bad. It's actually pleasant to be outdoors. So looking forward to the great racing around the country tomorrow. Ten race card there at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow. How are we looking with the debutant in race one, Whiskey? $2.25, nice and short. Ryan Maloney set to ride this two-year-old race. Uh, the Snowdens, of course, train. How do you see this race playing out, Maxie? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Jared, because when the noms closed for this race on Monday, there were only three horses nominated. And obviously the club did a ring around and we've managed to get nine, including Peter and Paul Snowden's whiskey. And I noticed he was also entered for the Canterbury at Rose Hill tomorrow and Canterbury tonight. So I think also to separate Snowden's two-year-olds, they're, they're sending him up here and he's found the right race. And they've got the right jockey over the years. So Ryan Maloney's ridden a lot of winners for Team Snowden. This fellow's actually uh, a Queensland bred whiskey. He's a colt by Better Than Ready. And an expensive one, too, for, for Better Than Ready. Uh, $530,000 yearling. He's had a couple of trials at Warwick Farm and Rose Hill. They've been good without being flash. But he finds the right race. I think there's only two chances here. Um, he's certainly one of them. The other one is a horse called Enterprise Defence, and he wasn't nominated either. So he's gone in as a late entry. So, yeah, that first race is definitely between Whiskey and also Enterprise Defence, I feel. What's your best bets on the card, Maxi? Well, Loz, we're going race five, Eagle Farm, number six, Jealous, on tab $4.40, and then race nine, number nine, The Ritz, at $7.50. Jealous is a nice filly, uh, a three-year-old, uh, by Nakoni, she's trained at Eagle Farm by Rob Heathcote. She's had two starts, and I love her tenacity. She's really attacked the line hard, in particular her latest. When she won at the Sunny Coast, it was an embarrassingly slowly run early. She was setting them up a decent start, but the last 100, she put her ears back and really hit the line hard. So I think she's going to look forward to stepping out a little bit in trips. So five, six, jealous. And in race number nine, we're seeing um, a horse that's a bit hit and miss line up here called The Ritz. He, he promised the world earlier in his career and did a really good job through his first couple of, preps, uh, couple of preps. And then he went off the boil a little bit. But, geez, run on um, Magic Midden's Day was unbelievable. It had to be seen to be believed. At one point, he must have been 16 lengths off the lead. He was stone last, 17. He went around the entire field. That was the race where Frosty Rocks and Zarastro that Magic Millions Cup, they really ran along. So it was no surprise to see horses running on. But to do what he did, nevertheless, uh, was, was exceptional, I felt. And if he happens to repeat that um, in a more appropriate race for him tomorrow at Eagle Farm, then I think he's hard to beat at the $7.50. So he's the other one there, Loz, 9-9, the Ritz. Anything else anywhere, Maxie? We'll take anything that you fancy. Well, tomorrow um, we've got Baller running at Rose Hill. Um, at this time of the year here in, in south-east Queensland, that there's not too many races that cater for horses like Baller. So Tony Gollan's decided to send him to Rose Hill. He's based at Randwick uh, with Team Snowden. Uh, apparently arrived well yesterday, according to Mark Kavanagh. 
Um, Craig Kavanagh, I should say, the right-hand man to Tony Gollan. He said he travelled down beautifully, baller. And he's coming off a, a good performance behind King of Sparta on Magic Millions Day. Hard to say he's lining up against him as well in this race tomorrow. Finished just behind Baller. It looks like Malkovich is going to lead. And if he runs along, then Baller can probably pick up some of the money. I'm thinking maybe second or third. He's an eight-year-old now. But the good news is he's returned in pretty good form. He's a multiple Group 2 winner. And it looks as though he's going to get the right set up there to run on. So um, we can look at him, maybe quinellering him with perhaps hard to say all the favourite Lady Laguna, who's absolutely been flying through the summer up here, but Annabelle Nishan deciding to send her back to Sydney. So she certainly deserves to be favoured in that Southern Cross. And the other one at the sunny coast tonight, I know he's short in the first race. We've got a horse called Taranaki lining up a, a Tarzino trained by Chris Waller. They're late maturing horses. This horse had a stack of trials before his first start. He should have won last start. He was skittled, turning into the straight at Durban. But I think he gets to the big stretches, 2,200 metres. I know he's odds on at $1.90, but with your, your multiplier, you might be able to push him to $2 on the tab app. He could be the safe way to go in a win multi. So race one tonight at the sunny coast. Keep an eye on number four, Taranaki. It does look his race. Thank you so much, Maxi. Have a good weekend. Thank you, guys. Likewise. Coming up on Radio Tab, Steve Hewlett. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everyone. What have we got this morning? Look, I'm tracing up Simon Miller. I just want to get the latest on Amelia's Jewel, but he's got a very, very good filly called Liv Detella, who trialed brilliantly this week at Lark Hill, defeating a Group 1 winner in Bustler. So hopefully Simon Miller. Look, one of the more impressive winners at Ellerslie last weekend with Desert Lightning, got over the top of Legato. It was one of the fastest miles we've ever seen at Ellerslie. And uh, Peter Williams, the co-trainer of Desert Lightning, is going to join me to find out the plans. What about this horse, Des- Dubai Moon? Extraordinary story. One at Hanging Rock on Australia Day. Um, trainer Frankie Stockdale said, oh, look, horse has pulled up. I'll send you around again tomorrow. So he sent it around again the next day. One again at Maui, leading all the way. And then he thought, oh, well, you pulled up well. I'll send you around again. So sent the yeah. horse around at Packenham last night and won again. Oh, one again. No, one, someone pointed this on out Monday, to us Steve. on Monday. Yes, Steve. That's what we're right Desert Air Dubai Moon. Yeah. So Frankie's going to be joining us. So he's just a just an iron <laughs> horse. Incredible. There's a three in the space <laughs> for a week. More Less race, than a week. the better I am. Yeah. Unreal. That's a great <laughs> little yarn. I heard Michael say Enterprise Defence in the two-year-old race. He, he likes the whiskey trained by the Snowdens. But we'll mm. talk to Stu Kendrick about Enterprise Defence and a few other things. And, yeah, we'll get an update on those injured jockeys, Kelsey Hannon and also Emily Pomfret this morning. Okay, great stuff. Thank you, Thanks, Steve. Coming up shortly. Uh, here you go, Loz. You'll, you'll like this. Just mm. a, a little dad joke for you on a Friday morning, which is right up your alley. Tonight, Canterbury Race 2, number nine. Looks a picture, Loz. Guess what the name of the horse is? Picture? Photograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we laugh. What you price? Yeah, it. I don't mind. It. $19, $3.70 the place. I've got, a, I've got one, but I... I think if I said it, someone would be offended. Have <laughs> it's one of those ones we probably only can do on a Friday, uh, and maybe you need to try it on us first, and then we'll do it next yeah, Friday. Yeah, I think I might okay. have to. Right, yeah, sweet. Yeah. It's not. It's week one. I don't get in trouble first week. Yeah, I don't want to be called in the HR office, and they go, Laurie, 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 <laughs> we've told you that many times. <laughs> Anyway, Dave Stanley, good morning. Morning, boys. How are we yeah. on this Friday? Yeah, good, mate. What's the news? Up and about. Yeah, I am, actually. Hey, Dias. Always on a Friday. I'm in the nation's capital, boys. 
Ooh, how long are you down there for? Just the uh, just today, I'm on my way down the Sapphire Coast. Right. So, just a pit stop yep. today in Canberra, and then I'll make my way down to the Sapphire Coast later for the big carnival, mate. Capital looking this morning. I tell you what, beautiful, mate, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of cool in the air as well. Not mm. a cloud in the sky. Mate, I, I love uh, all your analysis, and I know Pup's been into you. What are you laughing at, Michael? Oh, just, Pup's just I just got, I got lost like, taking a kick from right in front in his first he origin. It. He didn't miss. <laughs> I struck it well, Dave, but the wind, it, it, the wind blew at the I same time as I I swear to God, it's right in front, and it hits the corner post. <laughs> You, can't, you couldn't shank it that bad if yeah. you tried. A lot of pressure on that game. Was a lot, How many lot times do you watch yourself watch old games? Oh, mate. old games. Yeah, like, like come up I know, a fair bit on Fox. Oh, yeah. no. On Fox, do you find yourself flicking and go? Oh, I remember this. No, he's he's got, got the thermo yeah, yeah, thermo on the quad as well. Look no, at him, shoulder pads. Um, if if I'm sitting at home and I'm flicking, there's nothing on TV. I'll throw it on. You'll just start watching it. No, I'll throw it on because Fox play nineties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I I will have a bit of a watch, yeah. but I love oh. even getting on nrl.com. They got highlights of old games. Mm. We've got to go I searching for that. Well, yeah, but I, they're not my old games. They're just old yeah, games. Yeah, just you old, know. yeah. So I, I, I enjoy watching the, the old football. Mm. I love it. It's it's a different style of footy. Yeah. Um, but I try not to watch myself goal kicking. Put yeah. it that way. <laughs> what about yourself, Pup? Do you like going back and watching no. old... No. Old videos of yourself? No, Pup loves it. Like I didn't watch him. Pup's on a lot of videos. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, um, I didn't watch myself when I played DS. You had the little so I'm definitely not doing it now. No. Taylor's just hit you. Yeah, that's, all right, that's all right. I'm taking the piss out of his yeah, goal kicking. So he's allowed to give it back. Uh, I was going to say, nah, that was flaws just late. Late, late, late's been taken. Harsh but fair. Sometimes you've got to cop your criticism. He's on report. Harsh but fair. Elbow to the face. Bit of a, um, now, what I, one thing I know we're going to get to, obviously, the news and whatnot, but just just touching on Canberra, what I am loving, Loz, is our listeners mm. getting stuck into you on the socials because they're putting up quotes of what you're saying about other teams. Mm. <laughs> and then every comment on Facebook and Instagram is, you know, if you if you say, oh, the Dragons only win so many amount of games or Canberra don't have the forwards or whatever your <laughs> quote is, everyone going, oh, yeah, can't wait to see what Loz says about the Raiders this year. They'll probably win the comp. So I just love it. The, I'm sure the, the comments back, are boys. complimentary. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just India. I love it. Oh, so do I. It is it's good. all tongue-in-cheek. Hey, punters panel today, we're going to try and find a winner for a big meeting and we're going to play the quiz later. Vince Accardi, just don't turn your radio off. We're going we're gonna to win a stack, fingers crossed. All right? Love it. All right, DS. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, thank you, Mike. Actually, enjoy, enjoy your day. Enjoy, enjoy your day first. Enjoy yours. If there's one thing, all Ooh. of our listeners and myself and Mid and Laws, we'd just love to be you for a weekend, Clarky. <laughs> be careful what I you reckon, wish for. Be careful what well, you wish for. Well, you know. Not this weekend. I've got my daughter this weekend. Yeah, Maybe next. next. <laughs> no, all weekends, mate. All weekends. Because you just, you well, just live this life. And you're it's welcome just... to come and be a part of anything. Oh, well, please. Just, just about anything that I do. Mate, just about. <laughs> have a, have a good go. day. I've Goodbye. Go see you, boys. <laughs>